Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us on the podcast this week. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, guys. Robbie Croyle. Hello. Keep and... running, Michael. Right off the bat. Just keep running, Mike. <laughs> uh, just keep running. Don't. In case you were considering stopping, don't. No. Keep running. Keep running. Uh, and myself, Logan, I'm here. I'm here. You we're are here. here. Just living it up. Living yeah. the dream. Living the I dream. I thought maybe I was going to lose you Saturday night because of a concert, but nope. No. Delayed. Nope. nope. Delayed. Yeah. Rona. Just I got delayed like it up. Tickets sitting there right up against the wall. Just ready to go. I didn't get any notice about it, and then I got all the notices. They sent you a lot of them. Like four. Yeah. Oh, were you going to the... No, she bought the tickets. Oh. So Jen, so. Jen, a little, little backstory on how great Jen is. How generous Jen is. She's very jen or us. Yeah, she's jen or us. Just the most. Yeah, just there. We're going to have her preach on sacrificial generosity. Oh. Every time. Every time. There you go. Perfect, because that gets me out of doing it. I don't have to talk about that crap. No, you All have right. to talk about Roughly Right then. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I'll take it. Almost had to yeah. edit. Almost had to bleep out <laughs> part of footnotes there. <laughs> I had strong feelings. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a near call. It was oh. a close call right there. Anyway, hmm. Jen. Jen's a real good gift giver. Jen likes to give a good gift. I do. Yes. She, you know, I, I talked a couple weeks ago. Does God give good gifts? Well, we know Jen does. Yes. <laughs> Jen's good at giving gifts. She's made in his image, so we know that he gives good gifts. If she got that part of his image, if that holds true, uh, if that if that holds true to form. Um, so if, if. she. <laughs> I'm doing my best to try to get struck by lightning here, guys. Don't don't get don't don't throw off the vibe. My discipleship is not done here. <laughs> I'm just not done wrestling over my sermon that I had to preach. It's fine. We're fine. It's all fine. Uh, so anyway, back back around Christmas time, you know when people give gifts. Yes. Jen came across these. Uh, she 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 stumbled. How did you find this? I was looking for the play waitress. Okay. And. It was playing in Yakima in January, and like, it was giving me the list of things that were happening that week. And one of the things in Yakima that was happening is a John Williams 90th birthday symphony. And I was like, holy crap, Logan needs to go to that. And I was like, oh, lo- Mike needs to go to that. Logan and Mike need to go to that. And I was like, Yakima's kind of far away. And then I was like, let's see if Missoula's doing it. No, we're lame. Uh, but Bozeman is... <laughs> There you go. So Jen shows up to care group slightly before Christmas, and she's just effervescent. I imagine she was, and and I think you managed to like care groups after footnotes, and she held it together all through footnotes. Yeah, I was cool as a I, cucumber. I didn't know anything. <laughs> cool as a how cool is a cucumber? He refrigerated it pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> this cucumber might have been out in the middle of June, but you know, that's <laughs> irrelevant. Ir- irrelevant. So we get, we get there and then she's just like losing her mind over how excited she is to give me and Mike these two cards. And we open them up and then there's tickets to this John Williams 90th birthday bash. Well, 
So, which me and Mike do have a tendency to nerd out on music stuff every once in a while. Now, is it the 90th birthday bash because they're doing this 90 times? Because they did in Yakima. They're doing in Bozeman. I'm I'm not sure. How old I is John Williams? He, turns, he is 90. He just turned 90. Yeah. So it's I think to it's celebrate like a, him. I assume that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He he is he is ninety. Man. But are they? I wonder if they're. I'm, I wonder how many times they're doing it. Well, I think it's just different symphonies are doing it. Like the Bozeman Symphony is doing it. The, uh, that so. wouldn't surprise me if if they somebody probably orchestrated or put together a special like take a bunch of his pieces and mm-hmm. work them together into a cohesive concert. Yeah. Um, and then you would market that concert to a to a symphony that wanted to perform it. But anyway, mm. so yes, that's the context of. The jokes were making there. Jen gives good gifts, though. Uh, she was so excited. I was so excited. And when I bought it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to buy it. I'm so excited. I bought it. And then I realized I just planned a weekend away for Mike and Logan. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> non-refundable tickets. <laughs> These guys are going. <laughs> oh, that's the Sym- best. That's a symphony on a Saturday. Logan's taking the Sunday off. All right. It was going to be perfect. But it, it was going to work out with the afternoon services. Yeah. yeah. And then COVID got in the way, and they rescheduled it till June or yeah. something like that. So there you go. Darn COVID. So Jen is doing worship in June. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, even better. Jen's preaching. Rob's in charge of worship. Yeah, that is so much better. <laughs> We live stream in that one. <laughs> <laughs> My mom missed live streamed. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we Perfect. can live stream that as long as we have all kinds of filters, band pass, low pass, high pass. Total it's pass. Just, it's, just, <laughs> it's just filtered. Wow, Rob sounds so good. <laughs> auto auto tune. Yeah, full auto tune. <laughs> full auto tune. It's 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 in shower mode. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Fantastic. Well, let's uh enough of this silliness. Let us converse about the upcoming move. Mm. The time is upon us. Yeah. It is. By the yeah. time you're listening to this, we will be moving towards the new location. Uh yeah, there was uh kind of surreal closing the door on the chapter, hosting services at All Souls at All Souls. Uh, really uh, appreciate them, really value their heart for the gospel and their willingness just to see us succeed, whatever that meant. And uh, and so for the season, that meant us renting from them space. Uh, you know, they were super gracious, and, uh, you know, we just have really grown to love uh, their pastor, Austin, and uh, their team. And uh, you know we 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 packed everything up Sunday night after service and loaded the trailer, um, and I've done that so many times. You know, moved eighteen times by the time I was eighteen years old, so it just kind of had that feel to it. Mm. And we're we're taking a step of faith, moving out direction that we sense God calling us to uh, minister to a part of town that doesn't have a lot of churches, and and uh, just. As a body, we prayed, and and that was the direction we felt God calling us to. And what I really, really love about that fact is that uh, 
most of our people don't live out this direction. Mm-hmm. Nope. And in fact, for most people, it's harder to get to. And they're like, nope, that's where we need to go. And so that was one of the things that sold me that this was the right time for this move. And, and this was the right step, even though I'm not sure what the step after that is. And it's one of those things. I'm a planner, so I like to think in terms of six months, a year, two years. What? Yeah. This is my shock face. And yet sometimes God puts me in a position where I don't get to plan, mm. and I get to just depend on him. And so taking this step at this time in this way, I, you know, and it's I don't think it's super risky. We're, we're from the standpoint that it's not costing us anymore to host services at uh, Stone Creek Lodge. Uh, in fact, that was one of the things that sold me on it too was just the conversation we had with those folks and and how excited they are to have us hosting services there and how and they're being generous to us too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That was that kind of hooked me. And there's a great spot for kids, and uh, you know we're gonna be pursuing families out in the Canyon Creek Village area. So. Um, so having a great spot for kids was was important to me, and and it's a fantastic s- spot for kids, uh, right across the hall from where we'll be uh, hosting the services for the adults. So uh, love that. So we're excited to make this move. We'll have a ten o'clock service at uh, Stone Creek Village, Stone Creek Lodge. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Cold oh, Stone. Man. Cold Stonehenge Creek. Creek. <laughs> that's Man. the official. That's the official. Now we gotta add a village. Cold Stone. Henge Cold Creek. Stone Village Henge Creek. No, Cold Stonehenge Crillage. Yeah, All right, Crillage. It's Stone Creek Lodge. Okay, so this this neighborhood, the 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 big neighborhood is is Canyon Creek. Yep. Village. Oh gr- no! So Grant Creek, the big the bit yeah the, the overall is, area is yeah. Grant Creek. And then you got Canyon Creek Village in the middle of Grant Creek, and right next to that is Stone Creek Lodge. Stone Creek Lodge, and then there's Cold Stone Creamery just down Reserve. Man, (laughs) is there even a creek in this area? Like, is there a creek? Yeah, there's there's Grant Creek. You drove over it to get out here. What? It's right by Highlander. Oh. And the 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 hotel when you go by Carl Tyler. Oh, that little bridge you go over. I'm pretty sure that one's Grant Creek. Huh. And then, like, if you drove up towards uh, Snowbowl, that's uh-huh. Grant Creek running down there. Okay. So that's where that Grant Creek runs down there and then continues down to, I think, where Highlander, Carl Tyler, etc. I don't know where it goes after that. I don't know why this neighborhood that you live in is called Canyon Creek Village. I have no idea. And then, yeah. Stone Creek I didn't Lodge. know that until I moved here, and then I was driving in. I was like, "Oh, that's on the sign." So it's messed <laughs> with me a lot. It is so it's funny. Like a t- t- <laughs> you thought you had it for sure that time oh, I too. Did. I, that I, was... I thought I nailed it. <laughs> you thought you nailed it so good that I was thinking maybe he's doing it on purpose because you had this look on your face like, "Yeah, I got it." I was like, "He's making a joke." No, he's not making a joke. Oh. That's so good. I'll start making that joke and just accidentally get it right. <laughs> we'll do that. There you go. 
Oh, that's so good. So oh, fantastic. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. February 6th. Yeah, Stone yeah. Creek Lodge. That'll be our first one there. And then every other Sunday, all not every other Sunday, but all the other Sundays from there on out until we move somewhere else. It's every Sunday. Every Just Sunday. show up every Sunday at 10 a.m. <laughs> every Sunday, 10 a.m. Stone Creek Lodge. All right. There. Oh, man. Thanks, Jen. You're welcome. Just wanted to make sure we're clear. Me and Rob just can't make sense. We're just, we're just. Oh, boy. We should do something where we have to talk for a living. Ooh. <laughs> well, I won't have to tell people where to go, you know, on Sunday. We'll be like, here, we're here, wherever this is. Yeah. <laughs> You showed up. Good job. Welcome. Yay, you found us. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where I don't know where you found us, but you found us. Good job. All right, cool, cool. And I'm going for ice cream after service. There you go. Mm. There you go. I like it. Yeah, I think uh after I made I, I made the crack about that on Sunday, I think it was Cindy said, Hey, that's a good idea. About about Cold Stone. Uh, mm. I might get some some of the red coats. There you go. To come to service just for that reason. Just just because of Cold Stone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we may have to have an after party or something. A little ice cream social Sunday? Yeah. Yes. I'm not opposed to that idea. As somebody who deeply appreciates ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about some footnotey goodness. Okay. Ba-da-bum-ba-da-bum. That's the jingle. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. Uh, that that about works out. Uh, yeah. So Jen. Hi. Jen, yeah. You 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 got to talk about a parable. I did. I got to talk about parable Luke fourteen. You to, and you wrapped up a series. I did. It wasn't me. Yeah. You oh. were. The and king. I'm not starting this next one. This, it's weird. I don't even know what's going on. I know. I know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll take a yeah, one day no, at a time. I, I saw that uh, I think it, I, there's at least two more that I'm starting. There's one that you're starting and finishing. I yeah, was like, I saw that in the sermon whoa. schedule. And then back, to, back to normal. It's fine. Well, the Genesis series, I always have you. Yeah, yeah, that one. that one's intentional. But that, I think there was, might have been Lent. Yeah, I don't know. Might have been Lent, but I don't know. We'll, we'll get there when we get there. Nevertheless, Jen wrapped up the parable series. I did. Oh, man. So good. So good. Love the parables. Love the parables. All two of them. Uh, <laughs> so uh, talking about the, what, what is the technical? I, I realized as I was prepping the, the slides in my NIV, this parable isn't even, you know, most of the time a parable will have a header. Yeah. Right? This one doesn't even get a header in my NIV. It does in my ESV. Uh, it's the parable of the invited guest. Of the and invited then, guest. And then the second one is, I don't even remember. But they typically go together with the great banquet. Like it's a... They get packaged. Yeah, it's a triple threat. A triple threat. That sounds so intense. Yeah. yeah this one... Uh, In my ESV, it says the parable of the wedding feast. Mm. But there you go. I just I thought that was kind of it's so it's a little lesser known maybe, 
Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I was trying to get at there. Is it, it tends to get overshadowed by the great banquet, perhaps. Right. So that's worth worth noting. But uh, a good little parable. And you found that tasty remez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks to BibleHub.com. <coughs> I was digging go. in and trying to figure it out. So, Well, we'll just have to talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. But uh, let's start at the top of this parable. Okay. Something that you didn't get to talk about in the sermon too much. Uh, mm-hmm. you, me- you mentioned it, give a little context, but uh, might be worth talking about is the, this is falls in Luke 14. We'll talk about verses one through six, what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. So either you or Rob, somebody want to set the context here? You Rob, guys can fight over it. I'm, I'm Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to you the whole time. I'm like, okay, there we go. You were let's, looking things up. Let's so. do this. I no, like, I wasn't. Gonna, oh, I, I thought you were. <laughs> No, you kept talking to her, and I'm just like, and she's grabbing her phone. I'm like, yeah, you preached it. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, as Jen mentioned, um, Jesus has been invited to uh, the house of a Pharisee, a prominent Pharisee, a leader of the Pharisees. Uh, um, She didn't mention that was on a Sabbath day, and he's invited to eat Mm. bread. I find that fascinating that... Like, it's not dinner. It's, dude, come over for some matzah. Hmm. Super fascinating. Uh, And they're watching him closely, and there in front of him was a man suffering from dropsy, which is is a condition where your body takes on uh, fluid and and has a hard time. Kind of like... uh, uh, Edema? Edema, yeah. Yeah. And Jesus... Answered and spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees. Um, and that's fascinating because no one asked a question, or we're not told that a question was asked, but he knows the question that they've got in their minds, it seems. This is, uh, my footnotes say this is a the third. This is his third and last Sabbath healing. Hmm. You just had a footnote in the footnotes. It's like footception. Okay. <laughs> Footception. <laughs> Back to the parable. <laughs> I have nothing useful to add to that. <laughs> Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? <laughs> but they kept silent. And he said to them, Which one of you will have a son or an ox fall into a well and will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? And they could not make... And they could make no reply to this. Just a son or an ox, like, those are very similar in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, those are pretty close. <laughs> I feel like that's either he's covering the whole spectrum mm-hmm. of things that could fall in a well, or uh, or he really just doesn't like the other son. So he heals the guy, he sends him away, and, and, and has this conversation. The guy was not there to eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's not there as part of, otherwise he wouldn't have sent him away. Right. It's not like this guy was just invited and happened to be there. Yeah, he was just hanging out. Hmm. Like. Yeah, and so I, I 
I find this fascinating because I, I think it's, it connects well to the second parable. Like, like Jesus addresses almost a, a very basic, this a fundamental truth, I think, mm. about humility. Like, this, is, this comes right, we're going to see it, it comes right out of Proverbs. Uh, Jesus practically quotes Proverbs, so he's... You know, he's not making something up new with the f- with the first parable, mm-hmm. um, but with the with the second teaching about inviting people that that can't repay you. He seems to connect this back to the original event that took place when Jesus first first got there. Which okay. And I just thought of this because I remember we were we were having a little little debate over why the guy uh, was there, right? Yeah. Um, possibility one that he was a like a plant right. that the 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 lawyers or Pharisees were trying to trap him. They were trying yep. to trap Jesus and be like, "Hey, this guy's not going to be able to resist healing this guy, and then we'll be able to get him on this healing on the Sabbath thing, right?" Uh, so that that's that's a valid option, especially with the being the third and final. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I assume that's Luke's account. Yeah, that's uh, what yeah. it seems like from the footnote there. Um, so I I think that that possibility. Uh, my initial thought was that perhaps so this is a this is a, a, a my ESV says a ruler of the Pharisees. So this is a an uppity sort of religious leader. Mm. Um, this is somebody with some clout. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, if they're in my mind as I'm reading the story, and I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but this guy is sitting outside of the, like he's a, he's looking either for charity or, is lo- or he's looking for the religious leader to heal him, right? Mm. You know, he's looking for something, he's looking for help here. Right. Um, <clears throat> in some form is what it it seems like and then Jesus heals him and then sends him on his way he's outside as opposed to if he was inside uh it would seem like he was invited or or something like that right um it just it seems to me that way and then when Jen brought up the the remez to Esther when I'm thinking about Mordecai or or the end with the parable it's the it's these the Mordecai's outside the gate Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, I, it just it further it, kind of. So verse one says he went into the house. So the guy's in. So he's in in the house. He's in the house. And and they were watching him closely. Mm. Is it is it into the? Because they. It happened that when he went into the house of one of the leaders of the Pharisees on the Sabbath to eat bread, they were watching him closely. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that because the feels like it's a trap. Well, because the ESV is when he went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. Okay, so in the Greek. The the in or the at. Yeah, that's pretty pretty interchangeable, pretty sure. Well, I think even like the, the 
he, they were watching him carefully. Like that kind of leads it to being like they wanted to catch him. Yeah, so to or into uh literally motion into which hmm that does make it seem that makes it seem more in and the watching carefully i think that that definitely adds to it mm-hmm. yeah i mean, we're so we're we're asking good questions to really kind of wrestle with what exactly was going on here what were the motives we're guessing a little bit um luke gives us some clues you know watching them closely they don't respond to jesus when jesus asks asks his question yeah that's kind of that seems odd to me that they're they're watching him carefully but then they don't they don't attack mm-hmm and they verse, don't call out or yeah and Jesus answered like the, the right. verse 3 and Jesus answered his book like he answered a question that wasn't asked right maybe they just had an eyebrow raised their nonverbal communication was yeah their mm. their body lang- their body language was like what are you doing dude mm-hmm. what are you going to do with that what uh how you, how are you going to get it out of this one Jesus yeah we all just saw that so if this is if this is a chiasm hmm. with the center of the chiasm being this this very basic teaching that's found in Proverbs, which we'll get okay. to here in just a moment. If this is a chiasm and and so we get here's your action, guys. You mm-hmm. you didn't invite this guy, but I'm saying invite. And the reason why I'm saying invite is because that's humble. Mm. Because that's what humility looks like. Because that's what Proverbs talks about. That's what Solomon is trying to teach his son. Mm. And, and I really, I, I see this as, you know, through verse uh, 15, a, a chiasm of sorts. It's, a, it's, it's not a... You're not gonna see. It's a chiasm of thought versus a, a chiasm where you see patterns and words used repeated, and you know, like that's that's a different kind of a chiasm. So mm. this is this is more conceptual than mm-hmm. than well, this word is in this verse and it, it's in this verse, and so okay, well, let's look for another word. Oh, oh, wow, we found another word. That's the B, and this okay, let's look for the C. Like, okay, so it's more so. We, so you're thinking it's more of a concept A he is at the beginning and the end and then there's a and then a concept B in the middle or yep. yep. Okay. It's like a little baby baby conceptual. It's a baby chiasm. <laughs> like a baby footnote. Like a little baby chiasm of concepts. When you say conceptual chiasm it, it, that that have my I was thinking something different initially. <laughs> chiasm of concepts. There we go. Okay. All right. Now I think I've I think I've wrapped my brain around this idea. That was 
was, was, that was classic. <laughs> it had me really confused. <laughs> I couldn't get my head around. I couldn't wrap my head around the concept. It was too conceptual. All right, that's that's good fun. All right, so well, let's talk. Let's talk about the. We'll just, this leads us into our proverbs. I didn't let's say inceptual. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, we're just. Yep. I take exception to that. Oh. My goodness. All right. Well, that leads us nicely into our Proverbs 25, because uh, that's the middle of this little baby chiasm. So we got our, our Proverbs 25 here. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. All right. <laughs> So I'm going to read this in the NAS because it's the much better version, at least for these two verses. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Do not claim honor in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of great men. All right. For it is better to be said, come up here, than for you to be placed lower in the presence of the prince whom your eyes have seen. Now, a number of things we got to wrestle through with this two-verse precept. Uh, first of all, we have to understand who the audience, the original audience is for this proverb. And the original audience is, is Solomon's son. So he's talking to a prince. A king is talking to a prince. Yep. And yet he says, do not claim honor in the presence of the king, which... Should make you scratch your head a little bit. Like, wait, you're talking about dad, right? Okay, so there, but there's maybe a larger concept here to be to be learned. Because for me, like for me, as I I'm not a prince, so I could read this and go, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the first thing you got to kind of wrestle with. Like, well, why is that there? Uh, and do not stand in the place of great men. I mean, like a prince would be expected to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, a king should teach a prince how to stand in the place of great men. Stand in the place of great men. So you um, should do that someday. And then it goes on again. So for it's better that it be said to you, come up here, which that phrase seems a little off. Uh, it, and that is what it is in the Hebrew. Um, and I didn't look to see how else it was used, but it just seems, I mean, unless, unless the throne room is built in such a place where, you know, uh, some tables are at a different level than other tables, it it just seems, the, the verbiage seems like it makes sense. You can make sense of it, but it's not what I expected to say. Mm-hmm. Sure, but we'll come back to that. Okay. Then, for you to be placed lower in the presence of the prince, whom your eyes have seen. Now, now that 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 last phrase there again, that's a little odd. Whom your eyes have seen? It's almost so. Maybe he's talking about someone who is unseen that would say, "Come up here." 
And again, if a king is teaching Prince something about humility, maybe he's using imagery where the king is the almighty and not himself. Mm. And so that come up here and whom your eyes have not seen, he's talking about, you know what, the way we live our lives needs to be humble because in the presence of the great king of heaven and earth, we're all on the same plane. Mm -hmm. Mm. And if we're not humble, maybe we won't be invited up. Maybe we'll miss out on eternity. Right. Mm. And I think that's why Jesus includes the idea that invite people that that won't benefit you, that that can't benefit you, uh, because compared to God in heaven, we really are all on the same plane. Right. Sure. Like our temporary circumstances here on earth, if I'm comparing myself to you and, and comparing that to eternity... I'm going to go, I, there's not much difference between you and I. Whatever your circumstances, whatever my circumstances, whatever your pay grade, whatever my pay grade today, none of that matters in eternity. Mm-hmm. We won't think, we won't give that one lick of a thought. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I should look at you the way God looks at you and let that drive how our relationship works and not on my present circumstances. Mm. That makes sense. That is a cool little proverb. Yeah, that that makes that makes that proverb a whole lot more applicable. Yeah. Tangible? Mhm. Uh Yeah, that feel, that makes it more more useful, I think. If that's true for the prince, how much more is it true for Ooh. us? Well, how right. much more there? Yeah, yeah. well. Call Vahamir. All right, all right. Yes. Yeah. I like that. That's Go nice. all rabbi in you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll rib it. My best rabbi impression. That's nice. That's nice. You did good. Didn't get the accent right, but that's all right. That's all right. We're in Montana. What are accents? When I worked at DirecTV, people always thought I was from Canada. I eh? guess I guess I have a Canadian accent. A. Uh, B. I sound like Ray C. Romano. Mm. Oh my gosh. I have a Ray Romano accent. That's true. Have you never noticed that? I've never noticed it till now, and now I'm never not going to notice it. <laughs> it's been ruined for you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> there you go. I got his voice and not his looks. He would tell that joke. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> Man.
You got a face for podcasts. All right, let's talk. Let's talk Ramez. Speaking of all rabbinical and things, let's talk mm. Ramez. Now, this one's this one's a little. This one, well done. Good job finding this, Jen. Thanks. Well done. This was a this was a tasty find. Uh, but this is a a little bit of a a funky Ramez, um, in that it's uh. Conceptual rather than uh, this might be more of that conceptual. We got a conceptual chiasm and a conceptual remez. This is just all conceptual. <laughs> oh my gosh, I take an exception, <laughs> it's an exceptional, uh, something or another. But th- it, it, it's a little funky because there's not like a specific phrase, right? Um, that that ties back that we know of, yeah, that we found thus far. Yeah, I didn't see anything um, obvious that. Jumped out, but you but you did find on Bible Hub. There's and this is what cued you in on this initially. Yeah, was you're on Bible Hub and you found a like a a, a linking note. Yeah, it just you know, was where like they got like the hyperlink where they're like, here's related verses. Yep, exactly. or like in my you know the study Bible, it's got them all off on the side, right? Yeah, like here's all these other verses that are related to this treasury of scripture is what it calls it. Oh. Ooh, a treasury of scriptures. You found a hidden gem. Yeah, oh I did. Oh my. <laughs> mm. uh, a gem for a gen. Uh, so you, uh, so you found this, and it pointed you back to Esther. What was the the location on it? It was Esther six six through twelve. Esther six six through twelve, which is what you went over in the sermon. Yeah, that, that section of of Haman being. Exalted, right? Coming up with this idea of how he was going to be exalted, and his and then dreaming up this great parade. I, I I can only think of Veggie Tales. Like he's going to be paraded around the city, saying, "This is a really great guy," you know? Yeah, it's Mr. Luntz. Um, but then, uh, but then it ends up being, and the king's like, "Yeah, go do that for Mordecai," and he was right. like, "No, yeah, that's my enemy." You know, it's fantastic. Like this is such a good story. But so there's not a direct phrase necessarily that we found. Uh, I don't know, but for some reason, somebody has this connected in Bible Hub, and then you went back and you're looking at it, and it, it makes sense conceptually. Yeah, these concepts, the concept of the parable, and what's going on, and what happens to Haman and right. Mordecai in this story. Like they overlay like a transparency on an old church projector, so good. It's just like mm, pristine. That's 1080p right there. That was an amazing. I do what I can. Analogy. Uh, it just came to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so connect the dots for us, Jen. Okay, so, um, if I'm reading the way I'm reading Luke, is that Jesus is calling people to not exalt themselves, to not be prideful. And Haman was kind of the epitome of a prideful, arrogant, like. King asks, "How should I, you know, how should I honor somebody who who I like?" Yeah, and, and he, Haman's first response is, uh, "You should put him in a robe. You should that the king is worn. You should put him on a horse, and you should have him paraded around town." Like Haman had this in his back pocket like, because he thought it was going to be him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. it says that it says. It, who else but me could this be? 
Right. Like, oh, he's talking about me. Yeah. So Haman's ha- Haman's heading towards the first chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's gunning for he, it. He 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 is walking towards it in his mind. The first chair is his. The chair closest to the king. Spot of honor. All w- where's where's Mordecai at this time? I think he's at the gate. Yeah, he's, he's at the gate. He's as gate. far away from the king. Yeah. Haman is in the court, as near to the king as he could get. Right. Mordecai is as far away. Yeah. Physically. Yep. One of the commentaries. And still be in the, in the palace. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One of the commentaries I read is that, like, Haman so badly wanted to be king that, like, this was the closest that he could get. Like, hmm. so he wanted that top seat, but he couldn't necessarily have it because he didn't have royal blood. Oh, he, so. w- he wanted the robe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, you said what Jesus is. I, I don't think you're out of your mind. You're not crazy for thinking this is what Jesus... Like, he explains this pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 11, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. Yeah. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Look, like, Haman just, like, Haman's exalting himself something fierce. Mordecai just saved the king not that long ago. Right. Doesn't ask for any, like. Just goes about his life. He just does his thing. Yeah. It's as if he doesn't care. Well, and I don't know if you read this, but verse 12, when it's all said and done, Mordecai returned to the king's gate. Oh, I didn't. I I mean, I read that, but I didn't read it during our sermon. During the sermon. Yeah, I don't think he read it to us. And and I'm like, that is so significant. Yeah, Mordecai's the picture of humility here. And, And also just trusting that Esther's, like, Esther's the one in the spot. Right. To do the saving. He's not, he's not worried about this. Maybe he's worried. I don't know. That takes humility too. Yeah. Well, in the whole of knowing that Esther's in the spot, and it's not it's it's not me that has to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do my part. You do your part. Sure. I I won't do your part for you. I won't try to do your part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't mansplain this for you. Ooh. Mm. Man, we should all be like Mordecai. Yeah, we should. What a guy, Mordecai. <laughs> well, and Haman was. In the courtyard because he was frustrated with Mordecai's uh, not willingness to bow down to him because Mordecai refused to bow to Haman. Yep. And so he wanted Mordecai impaled on a pole that he had built in his yard. Yeah. Yeah. I like, love this story. S- so much pride in Haman. I'm in just going to impale a guy in my front yard. How is your pride destroying the kingdom that Jesus is building? Yeah. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it right there. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I am curious who... I, they line up really nicely. I'm just curious of who thought that up mm-hmm. or who who got that, that treasury of scriptures input there. Yeah. Um. Or if there is something that we're we're just not catching, that would tie you back to that story somehow. Right. Uh, 
I mean, the first and last and last and first, like that, that all come, like it makes sense from oh, this story. So and much. Yeah. I'm, I, I wonder what the uh, rabbis say about this story. I'd be curious to, I'll have to, I'll have to do, do some digging there. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to know. It's a good find. It's a good find. Just yeah. from a perspective of like, what's the Jewish thought? Mm hmm. For per, well, yeah, yeah, this is all on this Esther six story, yeah, Yeah. Mm. and how prominent. Like, go listen, have to go listen to some Aleph Beta, see what Foreman has Mm. to say about it. I'm sure he has something, but yeah, they, yeah, because he, I mean, he talks about Esther all the time. Esther's such a good book. And Purim, and uh, it's a big story. Like they have a whole feast. In fact, the the next feast, like the the next parable in Luke, there the the parable of the great banquet, they tie that back to Purim. Purim, yeah. And the the institution of the and that's in Esther nine, I think, is what uh, you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Esther nine twenty two. Um, where they they tie that back to the establishment of Purim mm-hmm. and and who you're supposed to be inviting and and all that stuff. Um, so the Purim's a big deal. Esther's a big deal. This is a big story for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one that they you know this is happening while they're in exile, so it's a relatively fresh story for them, right? Chronologically, uh, so. That's just my thoughts that they would they would really latch onto that. Make that would make sense to me. Yeah. It's like telling the story of the American Revolution or something. I'd get a little right. Get all excited about the Fourth of July, right? Right. Like, remember that time we threw the tea in the harbor? I I wasn't there for it. What? I don't know. But mm. I I would describe it as we <laughs> threw the tea in. I even wasn't there for I know it. Rob wasn't even there. Ancient of Days wasn't there He for was out it. of the country at that point. It's <laughs> <laughs> a thing. He just wasn't. He wasn't as young as he once was, so he couldn't participate. So Great. <laughs> uh, that's fun. <laughs> just, just as, as context, though, we did, uh, we did double-check this, Rob, and... Uh, that entire text conversation happened before 11 o'clock. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because you replied at like 10.04, 10.05 like or something. And like within 10 minutes later, then you were like, that's when it blew up because that's when I replied. And you were And you out. were gone. <laughs> I was. What time did your no, phone go to do not disturb? Oh, it's automatically like nine. Oh. Not that I go to bed at nine very often, but just stop. Just shut her down. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm not mocking you for that. That's a that's a healthy that is a healthy boundary and that is a healthy way to use your electronic device. I just know that there's twelve messages <laughs> when I woke up, I'm like All right. And a run forest run joke. Yeah. I'm running, Jenny. Run with it. Run with it. 
Which, that is not in the movie. Him saying back to her, I'm running, Jenny. Who ever said that was it? I thought it was. No. <laughs> it's like uh, the Luke, I am your father. He doesn't say Luke. He just says, I am your father. Like, yeah. it, it's one of those, like, mm. whatever that. The Mandala effect? Yes, thank you. Yeah, there you go. Isn't that Mandalorian? Oh, man. Episode five was so good of Boba. Oh, for crying! <laughs> <laughs> well, we've this derailed. Is, this has gone completely off the tracks. Keep running, Michael. Keep running, Mike. Stay on track. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, Saved it. we'll see. We'll see you guys hopefully on Sunday at Stonehenge Creek Lodge uh, at 10 a.m. At 10 a.m. at Stone Creek Lodge. That's just off Expressway and uh, airport. And airport, no Airway Boulevard. Airway, Airway Boulevard <laughs> and Expressway. <laughs> Why am I the only person that remembers these things? <sighs> I just know where it's at. It's in. It has a restaurant. If you with ne- it. it doesn't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, <laughs> ask ask Jen about the restaurant when you come to church on Sunday. There you it's, go. It's uh, it's it's so <laughs> earthy. It's a really earthy restaurant. Fantastic. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, j- I can't even. <laughs> I if you got breathe. questions about how to find us, email us at info at missionridge.church or hit up our website, missionridge.church. In the meantime, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.